as the leader of your people and your team. Have you ever tried to raise the standards in your restaurant to get your people to do something new or change a behavior or do a certain thing better? Or just take action on something that needs to be done and you just can't get it to happen? They won't do it? Has that ever happened to you? Have you or your managers experienced this phenomenon in your restaurant with your employees? Well, that is what we're going to talk about today. Hey, it's Peter Harmon, the food guru here with your weekly pep talk. My goal is to help you build a better restaurant and live the life of your dreams. Today is Monday, January 1st. Happy New Year. This is episode number 263 of Build a Better Restaurant podcast. It's called Words of Wisdom from Sun Tzu. Now, today's pep talk is brought to you by foodguru.com. Foodguru.com is my website. I am a restaurant consultant. I help restaurant owners think big and build better restaurants. I have found that most restaurant owners run around in circles all day long, trying to do a thousand different things, one or two times each. And then they change course and head off in a new direction. And all of this missed, focused effort leads to physical exhaustion, mental burnout, and financial ruin. As a restaurant consultant, I work with my clients one-on-one. This is not a seminar or some online social media thing. This is you and me working together on your restaurant, helping you build a better restaurant. I will help you focus on the eight basic fundamentals that lead to personal and financial freedom. I will show you how to do eight things a thousand times instead of running around in circles doing a thousand things once or twice. The eight basic fundamentals are the magic formula. I'll help you zoom out and see your restaurant from a brand new, clear perspective. I'll help you build a smart plan that will help you move forward and get where you want to go. Okay, the point of today's message. I want to start the new year off with a bang. So I'm going to tell you a story from the ancient Chinese general Sun Tzu. Sun Tzu is famous for writing a book called The Art of War, and he wrote it way back in 544 BC. That was 2,568 years ago, and the people today are still talking about him and his book. Wow. Oh, and here's a fun fact. This is the same era when another famous Chinese author and thinker lived. His name was Confucius, the great Chinese philosopher. Now, Sun Tzu completely understood the concept of work smarter, not harder. Sun Tzu's art of war has been studied by many military geniuses over the millennia, including Napoleon Bonaparte, General George Patton, General Douglas MacArthur, Colin Powell, Norman Schwarzkopf, and it's mandatory reading at West Point and all military academies. The concept of the art of war are, were also used by Joseph Stalin, Fidel Castro, and even football coaches like Bill Belichick and big business leaders and even the New York Mafia 
That's right. Tony Soprano talked about Sun Tzu in the TV show, The Sopranos. So why not you? It's a fun book to have around. I have a few different copies in different places, and I like to read them from time to time. Let's start the party with thing one, Sun Tzu quotes. Now, here are some of my favorite Sun Tzu quotes. Now, these ideas will help you at work in any type of contest. And yes, they will even help you at home with your spouse and parents and children and relatives. Now, my favorite Sun, Sun Tzu quote is, he will win who knows when to fight and when not to fight. So here are a bunch more. I'm going to pause between each quote. And if one of these things strikes you, I want you to stop the podcast and write it down. Because remember, what I say isn't as important as what happens inside your head. Something that I say is going to trigger an idea that just might change your life and revolutionize your restaurant. Okay, so here they are with a pause between each quote. In the midst of chaos, there is opportunity. You have to believe in yourself. The opportunity of defeating the enemy is often provided by the enemy himself. Never interrupt the enemy when they're in the middle of destroying themselves. I love that one. Build your enemy a golden bridge to retreat across. The battle is won before it is fought. Victorious warriors win first in preparation, then they go to war. While defeated warriors go to war first and then seek to figure out how to win. Know your enemy as well as you know yourself. Play to your strengths and attack the enemy's weaknesses. The greatest victory is one that requires no battle. The wise warrior avoids the battle. The mark of a great soldier is that he fights on his own terms or not at all. Ponder and deliberate before you move. But the worst calamities that befall an army arise from hesitation. The expert in battle moves the enemy and is not moved by the enemy. Great results can be achieved with small forces. If you fight with all your might, there is a chance of success, whereas death is certain if you cling to your corner. Move not unless you see an advantage. Use not your troops unless there is something to be gained. Fight not unless the position is critical to success. If there is a disturbance in the camp, the general's authority is weak. Soldiers must be submissive to the leader. Soldiers who are not submissive are practically useless. If soldiers are punished for wrongdoing before they have grown attached to the leader, they will not become submissive. When soldiers are attached to you and are submissive, and they're not punished for wrongdoing, they will become useless. Treat your soldiers as you would your own beloved sons, and they will follow you into the deepest valley. When one treats people with benevolence, justice, and righteousness, and has confidence in them, the army will be united in mind 
and all will be happy to serve their leaders. Okay, now let's move on to thing number two. Orders must be clear. As the leader of your people and your team, there are times when you try to get your people to do a certain thing, to do something new or to change behavior, but you just can't get it to happen. Have you ever experienced that in your restaurant? I have. Everybody has. Now, if the words of command are not clear and distinct, if the orders are not thoroughly understood, then the general or the leader is to blame. And in the case of your restaurant, you are the general. You are the leader. Now, if the orders are clear and the soldiers still obey, it is the fault of the officers. Maybe the department heads. In the case of your Restaurant, that means your managers and your team leaders, like your dining room manager and your chef, who have not instilled discipline and created the proper culture. Okay, now that you have that piece of information, let's move on to the fun part. All right, thing number three, the essential ingredients to victory. Here are what Sun Tzu considered essential ingredients for victory. He will win who knows when to fight and when not to fight. He will win who knows how to handle both superior and inferior enemies. He will win whose army is animated by the same spirit throughout all its ranks. That means when everyone from the owner and the CEO to the newest cook and busboy are excited about the product and the brand and they all buy into the mission and the culture from top to bottom. Another way to say that is everyone drinks the Kool-Aid every day. He will win who prepares himself and waits to take the enemy unprepared. He will win who has military capacity and is not interfered with by the sovereign or the king. Did you hear that last one? Let me say it again. He will win who has military capacity and is not interfered with by the sovereign or the king. See, the owner or the supreme leader or the sovereign must hire capable and competent managers or leaders or generals and then get out of the way and let them do their job and lead the people. Now, here's a story that illustrates that point. At some point in the life of Sun Tzu, a powerful king read the book, The Art of War. And he was impressed by it and he wanted to meet Sun Tzu. So he summoned Sun Tzu to the palace. And he said to him, he said, hey, I've perused your book. May I put your theory of managing soldiers to a slight test? And Sun Tzu replied, yes. And the king said, may the test be applied to women? Now remember, this was China. 2,500 years ago, it's not modern times America, women were thought of as inferior in all ways to men. Okay, so then Sun Tzu, of course, said, yes, it will work with women. So the king brought out 180 women, and Sun Tzu divided the women into two companies, and he placed one of the king's favorite concubines as the leaders of each group. So he had one of each of the, the, the king had two favorite concubines and, and Sun Tzu put one in charge of each group. 
as the commanding officer for each group. Now, a concubine is an ancient word for mistress. And he then asks all of the women to take spears in their hands. And then he said, I presume you all know the difference between front and back. And I presume you all know the difference between your right hand and your left hand. And all the women replied, yes. Then Sun Tzu, when I say eyes front, you must look straight ahead. When I say left turn, you must face toward your left hand. When I say right turn, you must face toward your right hand. And when I say about turn, you must face toward your back. Now, having explained the words of command, Sun Tzu began the drill. Then, to the sound of drums, he gave the order, right turn. But the girls only burst out laughing. And Sun Tzu said, if the commands are not clear and distinct, if the orders are not thoroughly understood, then the general is to blame So he repeated the instructions and started the drill again. This time he gave the order, left turn. Again, the girls burst out in laughter. And then Sun Tzu said again, if the commands are not clear and distinct, if the orders are not thoroughly understood, then the general is to blame. But if the orders are clear and the soldiers disobey, it is the fault of the officers, the leaders of the group. So he ordered the leaders of each group, the concubines, to be beheaded. And the king was watching from the top of a raised platform. And when he saw his favorite concubines were about to be executed, he quickly sent a message to Sun Tzu saying, we are now quite satisfied as to your general's ability to handle troops. Now, if we are bereft of these two concubines, our meat will lose its savor. It is our wish that they not be executed. But Sun Tzu replied to the king, Having once received his majesty's commission to be general of his forces, there are certain commands from his majesty that I am unable to accept. So Sun Tzu had the two concubines beheaded, And then he installed another pair of leaders, two new girls, one to lead each troop. And then the drum sounded again. And this time, the girls turned right and left and marched ahead and back and knelt and stood as ordered, all with perfect accuracy and precision without making a sound or a whimper. Sun Tzu then sent a message to the king. Dear king, your soldiers are now properly drilled and disciplined and ready for your majesty's inspection. They can be put to any use you may desire. Bid them to go through fire and water and they will not disobey. Wow. The story I just told you is an ancient one. And the concept of war is different from the daily grind of restaurants. But 2,568 years after they were written, the message from Sun Tzu is still very relevant in many 
ways. And I hope you find something usable and actionable in this information, in these timeless words of wisdom. My name is Peter Harmon. I am the food guru. My goal is to help you build a better restaurant. And I do that through this podcast, my books, and one-on-one strategic coaching and consulting. If you want to build a better restaurant, I would love to help you. All you have to do is come to foodguru.com to get started. Because when the student is ready, the food guru will appear. Thanks for listening, and I hope to hear from you soon.